your horse training questions answered. Answered. Welcome to the Carson James Podcast, your weekly boost of horsemanship. No jargon, no fluff, and no BS. Just natural, proven solutions that work. And now, here's Carson James. All right, pretty excited to talk about this one. This isn't a question or anything. This is just talking about basically what to look for and how to listen to your horse. So let me give probably a really a really good example that can kind of help get this started a little bit. Let's say you are trying to get your horse to lope on a circle to the right. <clears throat> but every time you get at, call it the north end of the circle... He's ducking really bad and not rounding out the circle, so it looks kind of more like an egg shape. Okay, well, a lot of times people would think, well, we need to pick his shoulder up more or do all of these things to where a lot of the times, let's say that the gate to the pin is on the south side of the circle. That person may not even realize that it's not a lack of balance that's causing the horse to not be able to do a cadence circle, it is the pull towards the out gate of the pin. So in that situation, the way you fix the circles is not actually working on the circles. It's by getting him to where he does not want to, excuse me, by getting him to where he does not want to go to the out gate anymore because that is what's causing it. See, we, and I struggle with this too, it's something we all should be working on every time we interact with a horse, but we will always naturally try to focus on the symptoms of the disease instead of looking a little deeper and actually seeing what the real disease is, because when you treat the disease, the symptoms go away on their own, okay? So, uh, you know, being being able to look at a horse and know how sure he is about something, so Let's say let's say you want your horse to lunge to your left, his right, and start lunging a circle around you. Okay, well, if it if it takes, you know, ten seconds and anything more than you just simply lifting your arm a little bit, it, you know, if you have to smooch or kiss or wave a flag or step towards him, you know, literally anything more than you just raising up your arm a little bit for him to understand you want him to turn to his right and start lunging. Okay, well then you should be pretty, you know, kind of think twice before telling somebody my horse knows how to lunge. See, we get, we, we get in this habit of thinking that these horses are more sure of these things than they really are. Uh, A lot of people think because their horse gets in the trailer most of the time, he knows how to trailer load. And then all of a sudden, you know, he does, he doesn't, right? Okay, well, there's a difference in a horse that will get in a trailer versus one who is really confident about doing it and really sure about it, so sure that it's almost like he's barn sour to being inside of the trailer. See, there's a big difference there. Uh, Being able to look at a horse and, you know, look at his eyes, look look at the neck, see if his neck has tenseness in it. A lot of times at clinics, we'll have people grab their mane and kind of shake it from left to right. And you should see the rest of the mane 
kind of jiggling and swaying left and right. If they're tense in the top of their neck, their mane won't really jiggle very much. You can look at their where their tail attaches into their body, their tail head, and you can see if it's clenched and kind of being held a little bit or if it's got just a little bit of space. You know, if the tail is relaxed, that's a good indicator. A really good indicator of how a horse is as far as sort of relaxed, a little bit relaxed, not relaxed at all, completely relaxed, etc. Watch how they're moving their feet. So a really good example of this is, let's say you're trying to get a horse used to rubbing a raincoat all over him. Okay, well, he might get to where he looks pretty relaxed and he looks like he's standing still and allowing you to do that raincoat. But then check this out. Ask him to walk a circle around you as you're waving the raincoat all around and laying it over his back and rubbing his feet with it and all that. What you will find is even though he was standing still, once you asked him to move his feet, you will find that he starts getting really choppy and weird in his feet instead of just walking and you're just watching the feet the whole time you're doing this. Instead of him just walking a real cadenced, flowy circle around you, uh, the feet will be really rushed and choppy and then they might freeze up on you and then they'll move again, but they'll be kind of, they'll kind of jump instead of float forward. Uh, He'll move sideways to evade, but as you work on it, you will notice that uh, in a very short time, you know, usually five to 10 minutes, as long as you don't do too much too soon, you can have him walking a cadence circle around you where he's following his head around. He's not pulling on the lead rope. He's not like, you know, running sideways away from it and things like that. And um, so, you know, you'll, you'll learn to look for those kind of things. Uh, If a horse is not able to walk, trot, and lope on a loose rein without gaining speed, you know, that's usually a tenseness kind of thing. So we have to to learn to listen to our horses, and that doesn't mean let them take over. But we have to learn to become the kind of people and riders that we allow the horse to dictate what we do. Or in other words... The horse is what gives us the game plan for the day, right? Now, if you get on a horse and he's totally neutral, no magnets, he's calm, relaxed, and he's not saying, uh, hey, I need, a, uh, I need a little help, I'm having trouble standing still, I'm having trouble understanding, you know, that you want me to stand still to be mounted. You know, if, if everything you try to do, he keeps saying, yep, all systems are go, all systems are go, well, then you might could work on what you want to work on, but... Uh, one of the most common biggest mistakes you'll all see people make and, you know, constantly is they'll say like, hey, Carson, can we work on side passing? And this is just an example. And I'll be like, hey, yeah, climb up on them and let's start to work on it. Okay, well, the minute they start to reach for their stirrup, that horse starts moving around or trying to walk off. He can't even wait on them to get seated and get mounted. And they're expecting that horse to think enough about what they are thinking to get him to move sideways in a cadenced, balanced manner. You see how they're they're already trying to work in third grade when that horse is clearly saying, Hey, I'm in first grade. Work you know, we have to work with them where they are at at that given day, at that given moment. 
and that will fluctuate around a little bit. But I am here to tell you, if you try to work a fifth grader, or if you try to work in fifth grade with a horse that's maybe a third grader in the thing you're trying, he will stay a third grader for a while, a very long while, and you will probably see him become a first grader before you could even hope to see him start looking like a fifth grader. But when he says, hey, I'm in first grade, and you go, okay, let's work on first grade type stuff, meaning you break it down, whatever you're trying to do, you break it down into smaller pieces, slower speed, giving him a more obvious release and reward when he even kind of sort of gets lukewarm to doing what you wanted, not being quite as particular about perfection. These are all ways of, you know, breaking it down. So uh, if you will ride the horse where the horse is at, at that given moment in time, not where you want him to be or not where you think he's at, but where he is telling you he is at, you will have phenomenal accelerated progression with your you and your horse's relationship and uh, your horse's education. So uh, don't be the person that is trying to work on a side pass when the horse can't even stand still to be mounted. Uh, don't be the kind of person that wants to work on stopping at a trot when the horse takes five seconds and three and a half pounds to even get him stopped at a walk. Don't be the kind of person that wants to figure out how to get their horse to back up faster when it still takes two pounds and, you know, five seconds to get him to back up three steps. You know what I mean? So work where the horse is at. And, and this is the beauty of it. This, when, you, when you learn to kind of look for and really pay attention and read and operate in the way we're talking about here, this is the beauty of it. This is, what, this is why they say horses never lie. A horse is constantly giving feedback. He's constantly saying, hey, the way you did that was pretty good. Hey, the way you did that was awful. Hey, the way you did that was not bad. Maybe you just I just need more repetition of that to get more sure about it. Uh, also known as, you know, get better at it, right? Uh, they will totally tell you if you've overexposed them, meaning if, uh, I'm trying to think of an example of overexposure. Okay, so an example would be, let's say you're trying to get a horse used to like a Walmart bag tied to the end of a stick or whatever. Okay, well, overexposure would be to where he just totally flew off the handle and was like dragging you down the arena and just, you know, flew off the handle. Now, that's a lot different than the horse just getting a little bit unsure, moving around a little bit. So... Uh, in Ray Hunt's book, Think Harmony with Horses, and this always comes to mind when we talk about this kind of stuff, he said, uh, it's okay if he gets a little bothered. Just hang in there and be sure not to snow him under. Meaning, when a horse starts kind of saying, hey, buddy, I'm drawing a line here, and you're about to cross it, don't be the kind of person that says, well, I don't care, horse. It does not matter what you think. I'm going to cross the line and you're going to get over it. Okay, that is 
not really the kind of relationship you want to have with your horse, right? Especially if you want him to think of you as a friend, right? Or vice versa. Uh, relationships cannot and do not work that way, or at least not healthy ones. Not not the kind we're after, anyway, you know? So, uh, when he says, hey, I'm drawing a line, and I don't want you to cross it, this is what you do. You say, okay, I'm not going to cross that line, but I'm also not going to completely back off. I'm going to kind of hang out right in here until I see you raise that line a little bit. The instant I see you raise that line a little, I will give you a full release and I'll back away or whatever. So how that would look in real life is you're trying to get the horse used to the bag and you notice that if you just bring it off of the ground and kind of smoothly wave it a little bit as long as it's eight feet away from him and only three feet off the ground he doesn't really get that bothered he kind of moves around and sees it and raises his head but he's not like freaking out okay okay well then if you find that if you bring it within five feet of him and wave it a little bigger a little higher off the ground he gets you know pretty upset with that okay so this would be how to not cross the line you would, let's say, maybe you would bring it four feet off the ground and let it get within seven feet of his body and wave it kind of medium. See, you can pick how much you want to work. If, if you want the horse to just totally go nuts and rip the lead rope out of your hand and drag you down the arena, well, then just jump right in there and start waving the thing as high and fast and hard and as close to his body as you can. Okay, well, if you don't want to work hard at all, you be at the end of a 10-foot lead and have that bag pointed where it's six feet behind you and then raise it one inch off of the ground and just jiggle it a little bit. And then, you know... If he responds good to that, then try moving in a little bit and then work your way up. And then when he starts to get a little bothered and move around, just hang out right where you were until his feet either get a little slower or he lowers his head a little bit or uh, even, you know, even completely stand still. You would completely take it away. So, see, you you have to read the horse. Otherwise, you're just watching somebody do it on tv or something and then you're trying to just go through the motions and the reason that usually doesn't work out is because it's not that every horse is different and you have to do different things with different horses you kind of do the same thing with every horse you just might adjust the approach of it a little bit uh the one thing that works on every horse is good horsemanship right so uh you have to learn to read them so you're not just going through the motions and copying what you saw on TV, right? Uh, what you see on TV and YouTube and stuff, you should look at that as a way to get a general idea of the concept of what is going on, right? You kind of watch all that stuff with a zoomed out view. We tell people at clinics all the time, hey guys, don't get tunnel vision. This is not to hey, this is exactly what you do to fix this, this, and that. We say, stay kind of zoomed out in your thinking 
and just think about all this stuff as an overall concept. When you understand the concepts, you can make up your own techniques or whatever, and they will work for you. So that's that's kind of the deal about reading the horse. You have to listen to them, watch them carefully, and know that they are going to give you feedback every second and be willing to adjust and adapt, change your approach, change your game plan, be, uh, be extremely flexible when it comes to trying to get along with a horse. The people who have troubles with horses are the ones that are not willing to adjust, experiment, and, uh, and you know, test things. So that is what it's all about when we talk about listening to the horse. All right, I hope everybody enjoyed it. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Carson James Podcast. Real, simple horsemanship. Subscribe now to get new questions answered every week. If you enjoyed this week's podcast, drop us a review and share it with your horsey friends. 